Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. This is part two of a two-part episode with Major Barb and Lieutenant Rob Owen, guests that we've had on the podcast, so enjoy part two. Well, and as Rob, you talked about what gets you kind of gets you going in the morning is, is that transformation that you see, you know, people coming to the altar on a Sunday morning, people who are saying, I, I want to grow. I want to be transformed. I want to be, I want to be all in, you know, if we'd circle all the way back to, to the war cry, um, that that's the goal of ministry, right? Is, is not just to like start people on the journey with Jesus, but to to as a group of people, as a collective, to we're all walking on this path together. We're all growing together. We're all being transformed into little Christs, little Jesuses. That's what Christian kind of is. This being a little Jesus in the world. Obviously, we're not we're not Jesus, right? We're not. We didn't save the world by our sacrifice. But can we live as He lived? Can we love as He loved? Can we engage the world? as he did even just introduce, I read a thing this morning. I can't remember. I think it was on Facebook. Somebody posted a thing, but it was a quote. Oh gosh. And I wish I could remember the guy's name, but talked about our job is to introduce them to Jesus. Like Jesus will do the rest. Like we don't, we're not fixing people. We're not, we're not saving people. We're just introducing them to the savior that we know. And so as long as we do that part of the job, God's got the rest because we're, we're not, we don't have his power. I mean, we have little bits of it. We can, you know, God talks about that. Jesus talks about that. Even this and more you'll do. But at the end of the day, God is the one who transformed. God is the one who woos. God is the one who, who can take somebody's life and, and make it something different make it what he intended. We can't do that. We can't force it either, which is one of my f- struggles occasionally is, you know, that whole, you can't, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. But you can show them what it is to drink water. You can. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, you, just like, if you take the horse there, you, you, you lean down the water, you lick it up, you know, say, look, it's good. Drink some. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that Rob, if you follow that out, that makes sense because we, we use the analogy, take a horse to water, but you can't make them drink all the time. But do we show them how it is to drink the water? How it is? <laughs> because if we, if we only just show, well, here's the pond or here's the river, or here's the Creek, but we don't actually show them that it's good water or how we ourselves drink from that water. Because do we drink from that water as well? Like, just because I know the location of the watering hole doesn't mean I'm drinking from it either. And if I'm not drinking from it, why should anybody I take there drink from it? Right. If your life is not showing mm-hmm. the fact that you have an experience with Christ, that the characteristics that you're displaying are Christ-like, then people don't want to drink the water that you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because your life is not, is not living out what you, you saying that it does right you know, so showing somebody uh, the bible doesn't necessarily mean that they know how to read it or they know how to study it or they know how to interpret and so you know really just stopping yeah. and saying you know do you know how to study the scriptures um i have in many cores i have actually taught like homiletics classes mm-hmm. um 
of how you break down a scripture. How do you, what are some key words that you look for? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the tone of the scriptures? Um, just because people don't instinctively just know that, you know? Right. Um, so teaching them what, how to read the word and how to break it down. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they get a much deeper understanding because a lot of times in Bible study, we read scripture and then we go, okay, so what do you think about it? Right. Okay. But I don't really know what it meant. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know what I'm, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but understanding the context, the history, the, the literary context, the historical context, the cultural context, because if the first thing we do when we read a scripture verse is say, what does this mean for me and my life in the 21st century? We're missing 97% of what that text actually is. Right. And I just make up statistics on the spot, but you get my, right. my point is that. Absolutely. When we were studying in Titus um, yesterday, uh, it was interesting because in, in that scripture, it talks about um, the, the man needs to be a man of one woman, you know, a one woman man. And um, I read, I, this, uh, we have videos that go along with it. And he was talking about the fact that they had to emphasize the fact that it was a one woman man because um, they, the people in Crete had become so used to being a three woman man where they had, they had like the slave girl mm -hmm. in their household, they had their wives, and then they had the prostitutes at the, at the temple. And so then understanding the fact that, well, why would you say that it has to be a one, one man woman, like, or one woman man that yeah. has all of this stuff was going on. Mm. And so it just gives you some deeper understanding of what scripture has to say. Um, exactly. And you can't just read one verse and pluck it out and say, this is, this is this verse, you know, and this is, you, you got to have its context and you can't say, you know, one of the, and, and you guys might get mad at me, but one of my biggest pet peeves is Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying that it can't apply to us today, but when God says, for, I know the plans I have for you, he's talking in a, in a very specific time and place to the Israelites who are being carried off into captivity to Babylon. And while I'm sure there's some residual promises about God knows the plans he has for us as well, that one has a very specific content context. And Jeremiah was writing it to a very specific audience. And again, not saying that those promises don't, aren't necessarily universal. I'm not saying God doesn't have a plan for the rest of us. I'm just saying, look at the context of that to understand the full story of who that, who the audience is, who the, what's, what's going on historically in that moment. And I always, I always finish out that Jeremiah 29, 11 and go into 12 and 13, because it says that you have to be seeking him. Like yep. if, if you're not seeking him, um, that's it. Right. <laughs> that you right. have to be seeking him. Um, we, our lives need to be desirable. Like mm -hmm. people need to be able to see it. I, to, to kind of quote, like the, you go to a party, mm -hmm. um, let's say when you're in college and party days, that, that age group, you know, that, that wants to go to parties and have a good time. They want some of that good stuff. You know, somebody shows up with a bag of weed or, or a kegger, you know, <laughs> people desire that because that's, that's, you know, they, they think, Oh, I'll get us some of that. You know, don't, don't bogart that joint, you know? 
Um, you got to share your faith. It, it has to be something desirable, like that mm -hmm. leading the horse to water. If the wa if the horse sees you drinking the water and, and it's good for you and it, and it lifts you up and refreshes you, then they're going to want some. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. So th that's that's our Christian walk, you know, to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I agree, Rob. I think nothing, nothing does face a greater disservice than mean, nasty, unhappy Christians. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Just it'll just suck the life out of a room, really. Um, and I'm not saying people who are struggling, but just sometimes you just want to go. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. is your joy? We're not gonna want any part of that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's, man, and, and, and I think part of the reason is people get tired, and they stop really seeking, and they get busy with the doing that they stop the seeking, and I think you're right on, Barb, mm -hmm. that it is in the seeking, right, that we find what we're doing, and that re continual refreshing. You can't say, I was at a, the well once, and I filled up my little water bottle, and, you know, that was 27 years ago, and I'm you know, think I'm still okay. No, you're not. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Go back, fill it up again. You know, and that's that continual, that continual thing because um, our Christian walk is not just uh, start here, end here. Yeah. Right. It is a, it is a continually moving um, dynamic thing. And that's the thing for me, I find when I'm starting to get burdened and grouchy and horrible, and I'm thinking, it's because I'm starting to do instead of seek. Mm -hmm. I got to go back and I got to, usually my husband's the one who pointed out, so that's, I'm grateful for him. But, <laughs> but, but I got to, <laughs> but it's a good reminder, right, saying I'm, I'm starting to do, mm -hmm. just to do, mm -hmm. instead of seeking God and what he's doing and joining him because it's going to be way easier <laughs> if someone who is not me is in charge of this party. Yes. Yeah. I've been the same thing that as I've gotten to be an older Salvation Army officer, um, that I have become a lot less concerned about um, what the perceived requirements are that that is placed on um, us as Salvation Army officers. Mm -hmm. I have become less concerned about that and I've become more concerned about um, the growth that people are having. Mm -hmm. um, because if I, if I become so concerned about the doing and the, the requirements and the, you know, the daily tasks of things, that I know that I'm, I'm not focusing on who God has called me to be and the ministry that he's called me into. And I understand that there's there's administrative parts of our job mm -hmm. um, that we well, you just have to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so then you do them and you get done with them and then you're able to move on to the ministry, right. move on to what you're called to do. Because um, I find that when I start getting grouchy and when I start getting um, like just not content, um, then I have to stop and say, okay, so what am I doing that I need to stop doing and what uh what am I not doing that maybe I need to be doing right um, because 
you know, maybe I'm not in scripture as much as what I need to. And yeah. I mean, I, I'm only studying because of Bible study or mm-hmm. Sunday mornings or mm-hmm. some of those kinds of things. But being able to go back and be filled again and again and again mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit so that I can do the things that are required, but also be able to do the ministry. Gotcha. And do, and do the people, you mm-hmm. know, um, and be be there present. Because I'll be honest with you, people zap me um, because I'm such an introvert mm. that um, people zap me. So I, I sometimes tend to lean towards the more administrative, and that's not necessarily where God has called me. He's called me to be a minister. Yeah. And to- um, I didn't catch that last thing you said. It cut out. Um, I said it, he's called me to be the minister to people. Like yeah. that's that's what I'm called to do is to be a minister, to be his servant. Um, mm. And um, I have to make sure that I don't just focus on one. I have to focus on the other two. Because gotcha. yep. honestly, yep. doing the administrative and doing it right and, and having a balanced budget and stuff, God's not really concerned about that when it comes to his Eter- calling. <laughs> eternity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's for yeah. eternity for people. Um, well, because well, people in their scenarios, they can get kind of used to what they expect to get out of a Salvation Army officer or get mm. from the Salvation Army, and and I think over time it's easy to become kind of jaded to that. Yeah. We have we have a a day center here, and people there's people here that probably been coming around ten years, you know, and they they expect to come in and sit around. And maybe take a shower once a week. They always expect to get lunch. Right. But I think it's in the they attitude. They want to hear. <laughs> I think it's in the attitude of how we serve them, though. That that may be where they are in life is is that's where they find themselves. But in the attitude of how we provide items for them to take a shower, you know, making yeah. sure that it's good quality food making sure it's hot you know it's mm-hmm. in the attitude of saying good morning to them knowing their names mm-hmm. um so it's it i think sometimes that in the doing you get so focused on the doing that you forget that those people behind right the why of what you do the why mm-hmm. of you doing yep mm-hmm. staff can sometimes get okay. tired of individuals <laughs> yeah it's, and it, that makes sense right we people her heart sometimes and especially if we're not seeing what we think we should be seeing or we have expectations about things that we see but i i would push back on that and say god probably says that about me every day i wake up like Mm -hmm. geez jen i had better expect bigger expectations for you today than what you showed up with um so i think if we can first look in the mirror and say what you know what is god asking of me today um how you know and how can i treat his people like he treats me um and it is so easy in ministry just ministry in general doesn't have to be salvation army you can be any ministry anywhere in the world and get jaded because people are hard and they don't act like you think they should act and the you know when amanda says she you know shouldn't be in charge of the party None of us should be in charge of the party. Like, 
Because we'd all get it wrong. Because my my view of the world, your view of the world are imperfect. We don't see the entirety of it. And so how do we overcome the tendency to, to become jaded? How do we overcome the tendency to, to get caught up in the have-tos or the shoulds or the woulds? And, and remember back to getting our cup filled up every day with the Holy Spirit and to look in the mirror and say, okay, I'm a child of God. When I see other people, they're children of God. What is, how does God expect me to interact with those children of God? Now, I'm not saying I, I can say this to you guys. I can say this to myself. Actually making it happen every day is an entirely different thing, right? And that's the hard piece of, of the way of holiness. Back to what Rob said earlier is walking every single day and saying, I can get through today. You know, even if you read Titus, you know, having read that today, it's so weird. God is awesome like that. But, you know, he, he says like these certain characteristics we should all have, it shouldn't matter if you're a a leader in the church or not. That's just being a Christian, being mature, being faithful, being wise, being holy. Now we're all going to have different skill sets, but we should all be walking towards that direction. Yeah. It, it can be, it can be challenging, no doubt about it. And how do you balance providing for needs, which is vital and important, right? Some of those folks who come to you wouldn't get those needs provided anywhere else, but how do you balance it with, okay, but, but that's not enough. Like that's not, that's not a eternity. Like we're concerned. Yes. About your body, but we're also concerned about your soul. And are you being fed soulfully? That's the hard part of ministry, man. Mm-hmm. Especially with yeah, learning to balance that all out um, yeah. and learning to, I think for me, finding those nuggets of joy that comes with ministry and hanging on to those things um, and, and understanding the fact that because of who God is, that people can change, that people can have this, this impact that goes on beyond just now it goes on to eternity um and 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 being able to see those people you know next week or 10 years from now and how how god has changed them and and holding that hope for the people that you're meeting today yeah you know god's rod god's restoration is the same today as it was yesterday and forever yeah Um, he's the same and so the work can, the work can happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rob. So um, do you have any opportunities? I know uh, during the training uh, years, you were very active um, with evangelism. Do you still have opportunities to, to, you know, get out into the community and be evangelistic? Um, oh, somewhat. There's not like, uh, like, with training colleges, you know, it's a giant fishing hole just right there. Yeah. You know? Everybody comes together in one spot, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's like like pulling a slot machine, you know, you're going to win if you have multiple slot machines to pull on, you know. Yeah. Just this, um, a lot more people and, around and about. Know, yeah, here we don't have, like, that hot spot necessarily there, there's times there's uh you know opportunities 
Okay. There's a, some local bars and there's some bar crawls that go along that. So, and that's, that's kind of a route I could follow, um, but not, not necessarily the same. Gotcha. Situation. It's, it's, it's more at that those, those people with addictions and, and things like that ended up, you know, when they hit rock bottom, then they landed our Harbor light, which is only a mile away. And then we can pick them up from there. Gotcha. <laughs> Basically. It's, I think you'll yeah. be able to find it in not necessarily the way that you did in Chicago, where you went out on the street at three o'clock in the morning. Right. But I think you can find that same level of ministry with the people that come in through our Harbor Lights, people who come in through our day center. Um, it's just not necessarily out on the street mm. and, and being led by the Holy Spirit to go and talk to people. Yeah. yeah. Take them out for coffee. Yeah. Strike they up a conversation. You yeah. do a what? We'll go out for coffee. You know, I'll take or meet people yeah. for, for lunch or something. That's good. Okay. Well, anything else? I mean, we've been talking for, for a good while here, but uh, anything else that uh, kind of your brain kind of, hey, I wanted to bring up this thing? Take your time. I can I edit out the silence. It's no big deal. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I mean, we are, we are excited about what's happening here in, in Mount Clemens. Like, um, I think sometimes as a Salvation Army officer, you don't understand why you get sent to a particular appointment. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes you don't know until after you leave. Mm. And sometimes you don't know after years after you leave. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think that, that, Rob and I have been sent to Mount Clemens for this time for this purpose. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very sure of that. And, and I think it's awesome to kind of be in that place in ministry where you know that you're exactly where God has placed you and you're exactly doing what God wants you to be doing. Yeah. Um, and being able to have that, have that foundation because once you know that God has called you and you're in the place that he's called you to be, like, like, it's just free reign, like, because you're in the place where God has called you and he's called you to do something, mm -hmm. then it's like the gates of heaven are just like blown, you know, mm -hmm. wide open and the possibility yeah. is wide open because there's no question that you're in the wrong place. <laughs> right. Well, that I'm sure can be an ex a huge encouragement, you know, especially mm -hmm. on those difficult days, you're like, yeah, but I'm still where God is meant me to be and placed me for a purpose and so i'm going to keep plugging away right then. our our uh, so our sunday mornings have 30 40 people in nice and then our our recovery meetings have 30 or 40 people in. and what's funny about the recovery meetings is that one week 10 people might be the same but next week they'll all be different but it'll still be 30 or 40 people wow so there's some people who only come like once a month mm -hmm. But the room always has about the same number of people. Yeah. But you you don't see them necessarily on a regular basis. But it's like they're always there. It's, mm -hmm. it's, that's the good thing. There's people always coming through here. Nice. Yeah. To me, that it's a little bit exciting because um, you're reaching more people. Mm -hmm. Like more people are coming in and hearing the gospel yep. than if it was the same seven people that came every single Sunday. <laughs> Right. You know, um, there's, yeah. 
So what, what did you preach on last Sunday? Do you, do you go back and forth with your preaching? Yep, yep. We do. Um, actually, those three of us that preach, um, the envoy that is at the Harbor Light, um, she's on a preaching schedule. So nice. we preach every three Sundays. Okay. Um, so we just um, we just ended the Beatitudes. Um, and then this Sunday was studying They're the way the, to be. Yes. And then this Sunday was studying the, the book of James. Yep. Um, yeah. Nice. So it's um, so my husband is studying That's the first week of. Yep of James and um yeah so it's it's good because um one you get to be ministered to by other people um and be able to hear the word from their perspective yeah and envoy envoy Melissa preaches much differently than what we do okay and I'm like Annie Oakley yeah <laughs> um she's a little wild <laughs> you know oh yeah <laughs> um yeah <laughs> and my husband preaches much different than I do. So, you know, yeah. everybody, it seems like each of our styles reach somebody. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, that might be a helpful thing, right? For your yes. congregation to have the different perspectives and the different styles. And some might appreciate one style over another. I kind of now want to come to your core and for three consecutive Sundays and hear the oh, different yeah. styles. People take notes when I do the sermon. That's good. Right that's the that's grocery list. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Yo, Rob, they might be doing it for others too. You might not just be paying attention to it. Yeah. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, would you be open to being on again sometime if we come circle back around? absolutely okay fantastic so this is what's interesting amanda and i have said this and i i will keep saying it uh the fact that we have stuck with something uh voluntarily for <laughs> several months now like <laughs> you just keep doing it uh, but but we love doing it we love hanging out with uh friends and then getting to you know have a good conversation that we get to record and and put out there for because i think that that we can be an encouragement to one another and also learn learn about ways to do things. Also, I feel like every time I need to have a notebook, cause there's sermon analogies that come out of every, everything. I'm going to use the horse and water thing, uh, sometime, uh, probably just, you never know what you're going to, what, what can come up when, when you have a good conversation with, with friends. So thanks for being on Amanda. Do you have anything closing thoughts before I conclude? Um, no, it's just always a blessing. You know, Rob, I probably never told you this, but whenever I'm in a group of people, I try to think who would Rob talk to first. And I and I try to model myself off after that. So I'm just really grateful to call you guys friends and glean from your wisdom. And yeah, thanks for spending time with us today. Yeah, that's a good one. Go ahead. Okay. I was just gonna say sometimes with a group of people, you can people will tell you who like you if they got something going on in their life and they're they're ornery or obnoxious and they're talking loud or something. That's usually who I go for. Somebody, somebody you can tell that they're hurting some way. Yeah. Um, and, and people have a lot of cues towards that. Mm -hmm. Especially like in Chicago, if somebody was screaming and yelling at somebody else, that I would go over and hang close to that situation. And, and just, you know, if I could step in somehow or, or interrupt that, because mm -hmm. they're they're searching for something, but they don't know they're searching for something. Right. 
It's a, sometimes that's sometimes that's how I determine who to talk to. <laughs> see, and many people would do the opposite. <laughs> oh, they're being loud and obnoxious, and no, I'm gonna stay away from those people. So I love that, Rob. You're we're willing to jump in to uh, to people's messes. I like that. Good so did Amanda no, she's still here. She's just uh, probably shut her off face, the camera. Okay, there's a face back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. Well, it has been a joy. Stay on. I'm going to stop the recording, but stay on and, and we can talk a little bit, uh, wrap up. But uh, thanks, guys, for listening to our podcast. Uh, you know, hey, we love to hear from you. So if you have any questions, comments, queries, definitely send them our way. Um, and uh, yeah. Again, I always close our podcast with God blesses us. Why? So we can be a blessing to others. So we'll catch you next time. Bye.